Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in to Mox on the Mic. I'm Chris Goforth. Great to have you with us. It's a Hall of Fame edition of Mox on the Mic this week. We're going to talk with two former Mox that are now headed into the UTC Athletics Hall of Fame. Two guys that had phenomenal careers at UTC. We're going to start first with Stephen Kosas. Stephen, uh, cross-country track and field guy. He was a two-time Southern Conference cross-country and indoor track runner of the year. One of the most decorated student athletes ever uh, with what he was able to do as a runner and a track and field athlete. Uh, he won 13 All-Southern Conference honors in cross-country and track and field in his uh, career, he was a member of the Southern Conference's 100th anniversary team. Stephen Kosas, a Chattanooga mock from 2001 until 2004, and he leads us off today on Mocks on the Mic. Well, Stephen, first off, man, uh, congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Tell us who all will be uh, attending the, uh, the Hall of Fame banquet with you. Uh, so my parents are going to go, my family, my wife, my uh, three kids, they're all going to come with, with me. And I got a couple buddies uh, that are, are going to meet me up there as well. Um, Robert Hatchard's coming from uh, Johnson City, Tennessee. So he's going to meet us there as well. You are one of, if not the most decorated runner in uh, Chattanooga history. Uh, when you think back on your career at at utc your time as a student athlete here what stands out the most to you um i mean the camaraderie that we had as a team we had we had a good cross-country team made of so many different aspects of it so we had at one point i believe we had four canadians two lithuanians two americans and we just all came together as one and and made the best team we could and we pushed each other and uh, made each other go to class because that was very important. Uh, coach always preached that going to class is just as good as, you know, winning a race. So we always took those <clears throat> in strides and always did the best we could. And, and we challenged each other. That was the main thing. Uh, and then we all got better because of it. What was your path to Chattanooga? How did you end up here? Damian Walsh was the assistant coach. And uh, he recruited me. Uh, a couple of the guys that were going to school there already, um, they said, we need to get this guy here. Uh, Curtis Cadula was part of that. Um, Ryan Kendall was also uh, also there already. So I knew some of those guys going in. And when they started, when I started talking to Damien, he said he was also recruiting two other Canadians. So I would be going there knowing that I would be staying with guys that I already knew, right? So it wouldn't be too unfamiliar for me when I got there. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was Daniel said originally he contacted me and said, hey, what do you think about Chattanooga, Tennessee? And I said, let's let's check it out. How much did you know about Chattanooga? <laughs> I had to learn how to spell it, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know much about it. I had been to Tennessee before, never, never Chattanooga, Tennessee, though. So um, we took a family trip, uh, went to the Hee Haw show and all that back in the day. And then I've always heard of Tennessee, but uh, 
it was first time in Chattanooga, Tennessee on my recruiting trip. And it, we just had a blast, man. Everything there was, was so close. And, um, I love the campus. Um, uh, the people there were great. Uh, love the arena. Love how that set up. Um, yeah, it was just, the dorm rooms are, are great too. Having four, four rooms together, you know, and, and, you know, having your, your close group of people, uh, stay with you. It was, uh, it was definitely one of, one of the perks for going to Chattanooga for sure. What about post-college? What have you been up to? Well, I'm working, uh, I work right now for, um, Toyota motor manufacturing company. Um, we build the RAV4. So I'm a, a production team leader on the line there. Um, but I'm still running. Um, I took a little time off right after university. I feel like I was a little burnt out and I took some time off, but I just, I just still really love it. So if there's uh, guys on my line that want to challenge me to a race, that usually gets me fired up. And then I start training again. So, um, it's, it's always good. I'm, I'm up for a challenge whenever. So I'm still running. Um, and like I said, there's guys at work that will challenge me to a race and it's usually me having to lap them. That's the bet. So, uh, I've won a few, I've lost one, but it's a, it's a challenge nonetheless. Uh, you just can't take that, uh, competitive fire out. Can you, the, no, you the need to compete is still there. Right? <laughs> the need to compete is still there. Right. I need that challenge to push me. And, uh, yeah, I still love it. I still love running. How are the knees and the ankles and, and the joints <clears throat> that, that tend to take a pounding when you run? Oh, um, you know, as you get older, you start to realize a little bit more the pains and stuff like that, but, uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I, I can't push it as much as I used to, but, um, I, I get out there and I do my 30, 40 minutes and, and that's about all the body can handle. And then I know I need to take the next day off. So none of this two a day stuff, none of this, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that anymore. I got to stand on my feet all day long too. So it's mainly, uh, yeah, me just getting out for a run when I can and clear my head and, and get myself focused again, right, on, on life's challenges now. It's all about the kids now. We realize that, right? So when I can get out and get on a run by myself, it's, uh, it's therapeutic for me. You know, I have always, um, I've always admired, you know, whether it was runners, tennis mm -hmm. players, because you guys are, while you're a part of a team, those are very individual sports too. Uh, take us inside that, Stephen. What is that like? Because it's a little different than being part of the the basketball team or the football team or the softball team. It, it is. It's it's very individual, and you have to um, have your mind uh, straight. If you don't have your mind right, it's you've already lost the race. And I've figured that out over many races and many times. If you go in thinking that you're going to lose you're going to lose a hundred percent of the time, every time. So you have to have your mind straight more than your body prep. So it's, I would say 70% mind and 30% gift and, and training and in that kind of stuff too. So, yeah, if you, if you don't have your mind, right, you're, you're never going to proceed. And then the, the toughness of it, like it running is a sport that most sports, you know, they would say go for laps go for it's like a punishment almost to other sports where that's all we're doing is running you know <laughs> we're we're punishing ourselves day in and day out and uh, pushing our bodies to limits that we can't even think about but it's 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 the challenge really that gets you 
gets you there and, and pushes you to that point. And you've got to psychologically tell yourself, I'm not tired. I can go, I can go faster. I can do this. I can do that. And you, you got to push through that. And that just prepares you for life and the challenges that life throws at you too. Cause you, you know, can, you can always push through that last, that last hundred meters, the last 200 meters. And you know, you can beat the person beside you. And that's what I loved about running. It's just, it is an individual sport, but I mean, you get to challenge yourself. This is like me versus you, nothing in between. And on that day, you either beat me or you don't. And that I love that challenge. You competed in both indoor and outdoor. What was your favorite event uh, to compete in in college? Uh, definitely the outdoor 5,000 meters. That was my, that was my cup of tea. I've always enjoyed that race. It just seems to be the right distance for me. Um, I could still push that really hard. I, I didn't have what, what you call like the big kick at the end. I would have like a long distance kick. So I'll, for me, the last 600 meters, I would just, I would pour it on there. And that was, seemed to be my cup of tea, but, uh, yeah, the 5,000 meters was always my, my jam. Um, you know, I've still got the school record 1407 for that. Um, I was undefeated in Southern conference in the 5,000 meters. So four years in a row, I, I won, I won that. So it's, it's just, it just seemed to be the right distance for me. 10,000 was way too long, even though I did it, it, it hurt a lot. It just, um, and then the mile, obviously you got it. You got to be, you got to have some fast, fast legs for that. So it just seemed to be my cup of tea that the 5,000 meters was my, my jam. When was the last time you were in Chattanooga? Oh, Hmm. When was the last time we went for a bachelor party? Um, four or five years ago now. Yeah. Maybe six, even, you know, time flies when you're thinking about it, but, um, yeah, that was the last time we went, we went, to, um, but he was getting married. He said, Hey, let's, let's go back to Chattanooga and have a good time for a couple of days. So we all went down there and uh, a bunch of the guys that we used to run with and compete with, they, uh, they all met us there and we had a great time. That was the last time I was back there. Yeah. Steven, we look forward to having you back in town, back on campus. Congratulations. And we'll look forward to catching up with you again. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks to Steven for giving us some time today and, Always enjoy it, and we get a chance to catch up with Jonathan Hodge, a guy that I got a chance to talk to some when he was a uh, a player here at uh, at Chattanooga between 2006 and 2009. He's a two-time Southern Conference Player of the Year. He did that in 07 and 08. Uh, graduated, had the school record for scoring average. It's a, a mark that is it's still the second best ever in school history. Second team All-American as a junior uh, and part of one of the best, if not the best, uh, golf teams that Chattanooga Golf has ever been able to put together. He was also a part of the Southern Conference's 100th anniversary team. So with all that being said, how about our conversation? What's he doing now? Let's find out. Here's our talk with Jonathan Hodge. You had a, a heck of a run here during your time at, at UTC. Obviously, if you're if you're going into the Hall of Fame, you accomplished a couple of things. Mm -hmm. What are you most proud of? What stands out the most to you? Um, I guess from a from the golf side of things, I would say results side of things. I would say my my freshman year. I, I don't really know why I got it on my mind, but 
I was just, I was so bound and determined to be an All-American. And to achieve that was, um, was kind of crazy, but so rewarding and fulfilling. And, and it was fantastic to, to, to make that my junior year. Where did that kind of a goal come from so early on? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I really, I really don't know. I, I, I've, I've, I've always loved golf and I love playing it and practicing it. And as, as I went into college and got a little taste of um, even higher competition, you know, I guess going in, going into my freshman year, I got to play one or two mid to higher level um, amateur events, like throughout the summer where I was kind of exposed to a lot of, that um, way better players that went to big schools and I'd never been in any kind of situation like that before. And, and just, I didn't have a lot of success, but I could kind of see that that's kind of where I wanted to go. And as far as why I wanted that specific accolade, I, I guess I just, I don't know. That's just kind of the, the, the top recognition that, so to speak, I guess. So I don't know. I don't exactly remember, but I just remember thinking, man, I'd love to do that. You know, I'd love to, to be, to be, to have that reward, that award at some point. So. Are you a goal setter still? Um, sort of. I, I have, as time went on, I'm more of a kind of process goal kind of guy than, than a results kind of guy. That was a pretty much just, that was kind of the only goal I had for a while, but I've kind of learned about, about goals. I like goals. I think they're, they're important, but I, I'm kind of more of a process daily kind of goal guy now. When did you pick up golf? Um, I first started playing, I was probably six or seven years old. Um, first time ever got into it more when I was about nine or 10, started playing some little junior events around East Tennessee and stuff like that. So my first, Tournament golf was – I'm pretty sure I was nine, nine years old. Did you have parents that play? I did. My dad worked at a golf course, um, so that was my avenue into it. But I also – my mom played a little bit. Um, she played more when she was young, actually. But I had – of my four grandparents, three of them play golf. So summertime, after school stuff, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and they were – obviously more than happy to take me places and that, 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 those are honestly some of my best memories of, of even through, through high school, through college, and even after college for a few years, they were, they were the best at just loving me, you know, and, and, and had no, um, could have cared less about how I played good or bad. They just wanted to hang out with me and, and it's incredible how, um, I don't know. I just think about that as I've gotten older, you know, and I took it for granted, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. What was your path to, uh, to Chattanooga? How did you become a mock? Yeah. So I wasn't very recruited, um, in high school, um, went to a small, you know, I'm from Jefferson city, still live here, kind of a small town, 30 minutes from Knoxville. Um, but I played in Knoxville some, but anyways, I, I, I won, I won a couple of events, um, before I graduated, I won the, the Tennessee junior amateur. Um, uh, I think that was in 2003. 
I was going into my junior year that time, and then I won the high school state tournament as well my senior year, and we had a really good team overall that year. So I got a little bit of exposure, um, but I really didn't know a whole lot about the recruiting process at that time. I didn't really know how to um, present myself, you know, to coaches, to, to put myself out there. I was just kind of – I just didn't know, you know. I didn't know how it really worked, and, and it was – a huge blessing to be to be able to go to Chattanooga to stay near home. Um, I knew a couple of the, I, I guess to go back, I knew Trip Harris really well from high school. He was the same class as me, and he'd been committed for a long time. And um, I knew his dad a little bit as well too. And I think it uh, his dad was pretty instrumental in talking to Coach June um, on my behalf going into my senior year, and things just kind of evolved from there so what kind of an impact did mark june have on you he had a big impact man he was uh he gave us absolutely every opportunity we could ask for to have success he was really good at getting us into great tournaments um in college and even um like summertime, summertime amateur events, stuff like that. He was really good at networking. He was really good at, um, I had no idea at the time, but I'm sure he was really good at raising money for our program um, from, from, from the time that he began. And uh, he was just always, always wanted us to, to succeed. And he was going to find a way to, to give, to put that on our end, to give us the opportunity to do that. So my, my favorite story about Coach June that I used to get him to tell all the time on here mm-hmm. is, you know, he was a wrestler in college. Right. He was right. a wrestler here. And he always talked about he took some of the same uh, principles of conditioning for wrestling, and that's how he would work you guys. If you got a story about uh, some of the things he would put you guys through to get you in shape for golf? I – uh, again, when you're when you're in the middle of things, like it takes a it takes maybe even years later to figure out, hey, maybe that wasn't normal, you know, <laughs> or maybe that wasn't the way most people do it. But he showed up to every single one of our workouts at six o'clock in the morning, and I don't know of any other coach. I I don't remember seeing any other coach go through those, much less he didn't. No other coach showed up, much less did the workout with us and he was doing those workouts with us, which is crazy to think about as a 45, 50, 50 something year old adult, which is incredible, really impressive. But um, he was just as competitive as we were at the time in the weight room and practice and setting up practice, making things challenging and, um, he wanted to. He wanted to have success. That's for sure. How much golf are you playing now? Still a lot. Um, I mean, I've been playing professional golf up until just a just a month ago, really, um, since college. So I'm I'm kind of in a transition uh, in my life. Um, my 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 kids are getting a little bigger. I'm, they're seven and four. Um, it's, it's, it's getting a little more difficult being away from them 
that it that it was. So I'm really not sure what's next for me. Golf is still a definite possibility to keep to keep doing, but um, kind of searching, you know, not searching, but looking at options right now. Uh, I still love it. I still love the preparation and I love the travel, but the travel also brings challenges as well, being away from home. So you're going into the Hall of Fame. You'll be there forever now. How do you hope people remember Jonathan Hodge? Gosh, I never thought I'd be asked a question like that. How I would be remembered. You know, I I remember thinking, um, sometime in my freshman year, kind of going back to the all-American goal, I guess, and, and thinking about, you know, you struggle at that time of life, golf, maybe other areas of your life, just comparing yourself to others and thinking about what do I want to do? Do I want to be such and such? But I just remember, I just remember thinking if I can be the best player on this team, knowing that we had some really good kids and really good players and we were going to continue to get better. If I can, and what did that look like? I'm not sure, but I just, the competitiveness um, from a competitive standpoint, I just wanted to be, a leader on our team and whether that was score or not, I felt like success would come eventually. And so I don't know. I, what, how do I want to be remembered? I'd love to be remembered as a, as a leader, not so much a vocal leader. I was never really that, that kind of guy, but um, I worked really hard. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't work to me. I love spending time at the golf course probably spent a little too much time there that at, at times, but, um, you know, I just, I just always believe that if you work hard for something, you can, you can get it. And, uh, not that I, you know, not that I was not, was not had benefits or whatever, but I, you know, I'm from a small town uh, and I kind of looked at, I kind of thought, man, I, I'm, I'm up against this, you know, and, and I can, I can, I can find success if I just work hard and, and search for things and look for ways to get better. And, uh, I don't know. I think that's a, a, a life lesson. I kind of, I can't, it's easy to lose sight of that at times. And I definitely have over the years, but, um, so maybe I just taught myself again back there, but. <laughs> As we finish up here, is there a shot, whether it's one you made or one you missed? that stands out the most in, in your mind from your time as a mock? Um, you know, kind of thinking of, I, I was thinking about what I wanted to say on Friday night a little bit, and I know it'll be brief, but I was thinking I wanted to win so badly and maybe too badly at times because I, I, I finally won an event as an individual my junior year, and it was at Duke, which was a really – a really good field against a lot of really good teams. And um, I missed this putt on the last hole that it didn't affect my individual because I won by a couple of shots or something like that, but we ended up tying. So it was so bittersweet to finally win on an individual side, but we, we still kind of won the tournament, but we tied, you know, and we didn't have a playoff. So we kind of ended it in a tie. And I just remember thinking um, as we were driving home, like, man, I really, 
I'm so glad this happened, but it wasn't exactly the feeling that I thought it was going to be, you know, of, of just euphoria or, or whatever. Um, but, and, and, and kind of going back to the things that I want to remember about my, my time is there's so many more vivid memories of just riding in the van and doing crazy stuff with my friends and teammates in our dorm room or, or going bowling or something like that. I have a lot of memories of golf, of, of my golf. And, but man, the, the memories are just better when I think about the friends that I, that I did right. things with, you know, and, and they're still friends I talk to all the time today. That's been 11 years, 12 years since I was in school. So it's pretty Jonathan? awesome. Jonathan, congratulations, and uh, look forward to seeing you back in town. When was the last time you were back on campus? Um, we we spent a weekend on campus last year. Um, I forget. We went to a ball game. We just hung out. We did a couple of museums downtown, but I, I, I don't get back nearly as much as I'd like to. I, I just I miss Chattanooga. I miss the city, and I miss seeing my friends. And and it's only two hours away, but gosh, I I I. I go once a month if I could. I just, I, I love it there. I have a lot of good memories for sure. Jonathan, it'll be exciting to have you back on campus and back in town again. And, and once again, congratulations and appreciate you giving us some time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks to both Jonathan and Steve for giving us some time this week. Thanks to you for joining us as well. Remember to make to uh, make sure that you rate, subscribe, and review Mox on the Mic. That's how we find more listeners to this podcast. It's how folks can find us. It goes a long way towards helping us. So if you're on Apple, subscribe, rate, and review. You'll get it right on your device each and every week. That's going to do it for this week. We hope you'll make plans to be with us again next Thursday. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.